To show you how easy it is to file a claim with GEICO, we hired a nature show host. In the native habitat of a suburban driveway, the poor victim of a broken windshield is left assessing his vehicle utterly helpless. Well, not true. If he's got GEICO, he can file a claim online, over the phone, or with his handy mobile app. But like a lone gazelle, he'll suddenly be left to fend for himself awaiting his terrible fate. Nope. GEICO will assign him a designated claims team to help him out, too. So the gazelle gets his car fixed and everything. Wow. Nature is so cool. GEICO. Great service. Without all the drama. This episode of the podcast is sponsored by my brother, Kelvin Cox. If you, too, want to sponsor the podcast, go on patreon.com slash the Delvin Cox Experience. That's patreon.com slash the Delvin Cox Experience. There's free shows. There's plenty of content on there you can check out. Just go in there and check it out. It all starts at just a dollar. Peace. Welcome to the Delvin Cox Experience, the podcast, which each week I am on a one-man mission to United Coastal University. I'm your host, Delvin Cox, and this week on the podcast, I have a special guest, someone who doesn't like Cinnamon Toast Crunch, but I will not hold that against him. Let him know who you are, brother. <laughs> my, name, my name is Mark Cunningham. I go by the name of the real T H A R E A L, all in caps, Max 611, Brooklyn. And I host the podcast called In the Paint. Um, our Twitter account is at In the Paint Media. All right, there we go. Now, before we get into everything, we always start the podcast off with the five for five. Five questions, five answers to get the ball rolling. Mark, are you ready? Yes, sir. I don't yes. know why I kept holding up one when I said five for five. <laughs> Something's clearly uh, wrong. Hold uh, <laughs> me a five. I'll keep holding up a one, but it's okay. <laughs> Question number one. Since you're from Brooklyn, yes, I sir. assume you have good taste in music. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. that's like a rule. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm Brooklyn all day. Okay. So what's the best album you've heard this past year? And it doesn't have to be new. This past year? Uh, LMI. LMI? Yeah. Okay. Just get answer. Um, I kind of, I don't listen to a lot of mainstream music anymore. So, you know, um, at work, I kept hearing her single. And then I said, you know what? Let me check out her, her whole album. And I, I was pleasantly surprised by her whole album. Okay. Question number two. Sure. This is a Brooklyn Question. <laughs> Possibly for you. Okay. Biggie or Jay-Z? Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, that's, that's a tough one. You know why? Why? I got people that know Biggie. And, you know, I met Biggie a few times, and I got people that know Jay-Z. And I love both of them. But I'm going to say Biggie. Okay. ha, 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 ha. You can't just drop a gym like, oh, I met Biggie a couple of times and then leave her at that. <laughs> Biggie, uh, actually, Biggie used to go to my barber. Um, we, we shared the same barber. And before he blew up, he would come in the barber shop. And my barber's name is Guess. So Guess is a funny dude. And what he would do was he would barter for the, for the, for the cut. 
if you came in, because certain guys were richer than certain guys. So before Biggie blew up, Biggie and his partner Un would come into the shop and they might drop $100 and skip the whole line. <laughs> then it became Biggie's too good to come to the shop, which is two blocks from his house. So guests would leave. I'm like, where are you going? He would leave. He would try to leave in the middle of a cut. I'm like, no, 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 no. You, you got to finish cutting my hair. Oh, so he would leave while he's cutting your hair? <laughs> he would try. Holy, holy crap. <laughs> and, and I think um, Un still came to the shop once Biggie blew up. And one day I was looking really, really scruffy. I came. I've been, been at work, hard day at work. Four dudes ahead of me till I finally get up to get to the line and here come on with the hundred. I'm like, whoa, what you doing? And he was like, I'm about to get a cut. I'm like, no, you not. <laughs> I'm, I've been here an hour. I'm getting my hair cut. And so me and him go back and forth. And finally, guess is like, yo, Mark, listen, I'll cut your hair for free tomorrow. I'm like, free. All right. And then I was like, I like you. I'm like, whatever, man. And that's, you know, we, that's Brooklyn. That's how we keep it. And then um, what happened is later on, unlike me and un, I do film production also. So un got me, um, I worked on Aaliyah, on, on one of Aaliyah's music videos, Hot on Fire, which uh, un directed. So, you know, shout out to un. Un is now, uh, he works with Flavor Unit, Queen Latifah. Um, he's been doing all directing a lot of her films and that's what he does now. I gotta tell you, that story redeemed <laughs> the fact that you don't like Cinema Toast Crunch. That was an amazing Thank story. Thank that you. was awesome. I like I like that story. That was great. All right. Question number three. Sure. What is the dumbest thing you've ever done as a kid? Ooh, is a few things. <laughs> Funny story. I have uh, I grew up with my uncles, so uh, they were always in the house. And one of my uncles, I was always in their room because they were cool, fly, good dresses, cool with the women. So one of my uncles, I was looking for a Playboy, really. I was in their room looking for a Playboy. So I go in the room, and I see this little vial. I'm like, what's that? Is that powder? Is that what makes him cool? That's what makes him smell nice? Let me take the powder. Let me go take a shower. I took a shower and then I went and took the vial, put it up under the arms. <laughs> a few minutes later, I'm like, yo, that's not supposed to happen. My, what's where my arms go? And I run in my room, I throw the vial away. <laughs> I go in my room, close the door. My uncle comes home. It's Friday night, so he's about to go out and party. Kicks open my room. Yo, is you in my room? No. Were you in my room? Nah, I wasn't in your room. I'm going to ask you one more time, Mark. Were you in my goddamn room? No. <sighs> You're in my room? And I finally go, yeah. 
music did you take anything i'm like uh yeah what did you take um i took the little thing with the powder in it and he freaks out he's on the floor oh my god tell me you didn't do it oh my god what did you do with it i'm like oh i put it on my arms he goes what <laughs> i put it under my arms his hand comes back bow he slapped all the taste out of my mouth left he didn't speak to me for like two weeks we sitting at breakfast i'm with the other uncles i'm like why he's still mad i just took his powder <laughs> and my un other uncle goes it wasn't powder stupid stay out of the room so now um my uncle we we laugh about that and you know that, that's not funny but it's funny and it is it was dumb that is learn. a <laughs> wild story yeah <laughs> yeah yeah when i do my comedy act that's gonna be one of the things i use definitely definitely question number four mm -hmm. give me your favorite movie moment? Wow, I got a few. That's a hard one. Uh oh, remember the best man? Yes, I do. <laughs> remember the scene where uh, Morris, Morris Chestnut's getting married and he, he's thinking about Tay Diggs hitting his woman? To do. I was at I was at the premiere. It was in Brooklyn. Thank you to Spike Lee's cousin who directed it. I forget his name. Um, but that scene isn't supposed to be funny. But me and my cousins, we in the theater dying, and everybody's looking at us like, "Yo, y'all do not think that's funny." He about to get married. He thinking about his man running up in his woman. That's my favorite <laughs> movie moment. <laughs> Mark, I gotta tell you, the more and more I talk to you, <laughs> the more and more I see why we're friends at this point yeah. in time. Yeah. I got a crazy sense of humor. Yeah, definitely, man. Question number five. This is gonna be a fun one for you. Okay. Zombie apocalypse is happening. Walking Dead mm -hmm. style. Right. Right. So, you gotta go out into the world, fend for yourself to survive. You're gonna take five things with you, anything you want to. Pets and family members don't count. What are the five things you take to go survive? Oh, I'm taking my Prince collection. <laughs> That's the first thing you think of? I gotta yeah, I gotta, ha I gotta have my music. <laughs> I'm taking my Prince collection. <laughs> okay, that's one. That's one. Uh, I ain't a violent dude, but I'm gonna need, you know, I'm gonna need them things. So, yeah. I'm, I'm taking them. For those who don't know, because I'm quite sure I have some Caucasian people who listen to the podcast. <laughs> Those things is guns. <laughs> I'm gonna need a few of those. Okay. And um, I gotta have some knives. Knives. Okay, need, that's three. Need need a few of those. Um, four. Um, one of my old jobs. They gave me a, a after nine eleven. And other things that happened in New York City that were catastrophic, or sort of catastrophic, but 9-11 was catastrophic. 9-11 was definitely catastrophic, yeah. Right. Um, we had these these kits 
Um, they had nuclear pills and batteries and, and flashlights. Huh. Nuclear pills? Yeah, they they really they can't do nothing in case of a nuclear attack. But it might give you five. <laughs> it might give you five minutes. I'm like, what's a <laughs> nuclear pill gonna do? <laughs> so nuclear tablets. Um, it's it's a whole survival kit. I'm taking That's that. Cool. It got water in it. It has uh, it has uh, dry. You know, like uh, what Emmys like the uh, Emmys like yeah. MREs. They call yeah MREs. They have MREs in it. So okay. I'm, I'm taking that and my watch. <laughs> okay, the last thing is the watch. Okay, no, swap the watch for my cell phone. Okay, gotta 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 you know gotta stay abreast. Okay, okay, I like that. I like that. So, man, how's it going? Let everybody know a little bit about yourself, because I don't know. Let me tell you something. This is one of the few times I've done a podcast with somebody mm-hmm. just off the strength of I like this person a lot. I want to record with him. It it wasn't even a thing. Like, usually I look at, like, okay, what to do? Do your podcast or whatnot. Usually when I ask people to come on the podcast, I ask them because they they do something interesting. You, on the other hand, we kind of gelled immediately. Like, instantly became friends, cracking jokes with each other. I said, yeah, this is a fun dude I can hang out with and talk with. And Mm -hmm. that was the whole base of me asking you to come on the podcast. Okay, thank you. Thank you. No, no problem at all, brother. I appreciate you being you. So let everybody know a little bit about yourself for those who don't know. Okay. Like I said, um, I'm a published writer. Um, I'm a filmmaker. I do a sports podcast. Um, I'm a, uh, Anything, any movies you made that we may know so they can go no. check out? <laughs> <laughs> Not as of yet. But, okay, um, any books that you've written that we may know? Then no, we can go check no, out. No, um, I've written articles. Articles, okay. That's, what kind of articles? Yeah. Sports articles? Sports articles. Um, where at? Where, let them know where they can find it at, because I want people to check out your stuff. Okay. Uh, what is this place? Oh, God. Irish Connections. Don't ask, don't ask me why I'm a brother who was writing for an Irish publication, but I'll tell you why. Definitely tell me why you why and how did that happen? <laughs> One of my mentors, um, he's a writer, so he's Jewish guy, and he's one of he he was my one of my mentors. Um, somebody he met wanted to who owns bars and restaurants in New York City and is Irish wanted to put together an Irish magazine, but they had nobody who covers sports. My last name is Cunningham. It's Irish. So yeah. he was, my friend was like, Mark, I don't know jack about sports, but run with it. And um, I was the sports editor and I was writing articles for them. So are you Irish? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, no, some, somewhere in my lineage, yes. But it's like, so they're just like, hey, close enough. His <laughs> last name is cutting him. Let him write for it. Right, because this is before um this is all before social media, so you couldn't see me. You just saw the last name. <laughs> That's wild to think about. <laughs> and uh I was with them for like a year or two. Um I got to to meet Pat Riley and interview him, got to interview Kerry Collins. Uh Paul O'Neill's a jerk. Oh, you gotta tell that story. 
You cannot just make that blatant state blanket statement and not say anything. <laughs> Dude was dude's a New York Yankee. I appreciate his athletic prowess, but he's the jerk. Dude was supposed to uh he was supposed to let me interview him and oh, we're gonna be here, come to Yankee Stadium at this time. Yada, yada, yada. Oh, you just missed him. And he just it, he was a jerk and getting him and he was kind of he was he had a little funky attitude too finally i'm like bruce i'm not not no brad that's my mentor's name brad i'm not chasing this dude no more he don't want to he don't he don't want to be interviewed he don't want to be interviewed so screw him agree mm-hmm. uh, uh, that's awesome <laughs> man. i think you're kind of like it's just fascinating. Like this, this, this has probably been some of the the most fascinating 10, 15 minutes of my podcast ever. And so you just thought you just name dropping random things that are just interesting. Almost like yeah. Forrest Gump. How Forrest Gump goes through life and meets these people. You're like, you met that person? How did that happen? Oh, let me let me tell you about uh our my cousins are my partners in film. Um we just when we were 20, we would just run into anybody in New York City because that's how New York City was. If you were in Manhattan, you generally saw somebody famous. My my cousin used to work at um, Manhattan Cable, which is now Tom Warner, um, which is now Spectrum. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Funny how that works. Um, so his job was on 23rd Street in Lexington Avenue in Manhattan. And uh, if you walk, if you walk north, uptown, you run into hookers. So, <laughs> and then they're a club. So we used to, my cousin did IT. So what he used to do is old mainframe. This is the 80s and 90s. So he would run these programs and have three hours of kill, four hours of kill. So we would meet at his job. Sometimes we bring girls there sometimes because they you could sit in the offices and watch cable and he would let us do that <laughs> <laughs> so we would we would bring girls there and watch mtv and watch bet um or we would go to the movies go eat go to a club and one night we waiting for him and hbo had a small studio right next to their off right next to uh the Manhattan cable office so we waiting for him he comes out and then out of the, the small uh, HBO studio, Lawrence Taylor comes out. Holy crap. Harry Gerson comes out. A couple more giants come out. And they're like, where the, where the hook is at? Where the weed at? <laughs> where the coke at? We like, huh? Hookers are up that way. Uh, we don't do weed and coke. So they like, Y'all seem cool. Y'all want to roll with us? We'll front you. We like, nah, we good. And the look <laughs> on their faces is like, you sure? We like, yeah, we, we cool. We good. So they went about their way and we went about ours. But um, that, if you uh, also used to do music production um, with my cousins and one of my, my cousins, he's an engineer. And um, the 80s and 90s were good to us in, in that regard. I see. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, my high school, 
I went to a high school in Brooklyn that was for uh, politics, community affairs, and law. But special ed went to my high school. Um, yeah, yeah, special ed went to my high school. Um, one of the food schnickens went to my high school. Buster even popped in for a hot minute because he lived in East Flatbush for a minute. That's where the high school is. Um, Willie Randolph went to my high school, but he was before me. Um, so I got like a, a bunch of, a lot of hip hop people who went to my high school. One of my good friends, we stumbled into an English class where they taught us how to make commercials. He's a filmmaker also, and shout out to him. He works with Spike Lee, and he's he's done like uh, he's been Spike Lee's assistant director on a multitude of his projects. And I'm mad at Spike because Spike has read our screenplays and said, nah. "So I'm mad at Spike because <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't put us on." And um. I did R&B for a little while, and once my cousin got into hip-hop, we got into hip-hop. And, um, you know, like I said, when, when you asked me what I would take with me, Prince is my favorite artist of all time, so I got to keep mentioning Prince, so. Purple right. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> so let me ask you this, man. Sure. What type of movies are you working on? And what kind of projects in terms of the movies are you working on? What kind of, what's the process that you work on these movies that you're trying to get made? Right now, we're working on a web series, and it's wrestling themed um, because my cousin is a he's a big wrestling head. Um, we filmed three three episodes so far. We put I gotta send you. I think I sent you the teaser. You sent um, me the teaser. It looks awesome. Right. right. So um, we're in the process of putting together a formal. Um, a formal letting people know this this is us test the strength productions is the name of that company and um get shit done is my front my our partner that's his production company's name and um that's something we're working on we got a full-length feature coming um i've been working on a short film that i'm writing and i got a couple of other stuff coming after that we've done music videos as well so let me ask you this. Well, let's get sure. to the small details. Let's start with the music video. What's the process like of making a music video? Oh, Lord. Um, <laughs> you sit with an artist and you ask them, what do, you, what do they want? You know, what do you want? What do you, you know, what, what do you want visually for this song? And usually they start out with, I want flashing cars. I want this, that. How much money you got? <laughs> <laughs> And then we, we scale it down to we'll, we'll listen to the song and then we'll present them an idea and then we sort of meet somewhere in the middle with the artist. Or, some, or, or sometimes if they already have a significant budget um, and they have an idea of what they want for their song, we just roll with that. Is there any artist we may know or any artist that they can check out to see your work? Yeah. Um, Oh God! The last time we did a music video was like eight years ago, <laughs> but I can send you those. I can send you those links. Um, yeah. It escapes me. 
because because they aren't really known. They're known here in New York. Um, okay. These are local artists. So we, oh, haven't worked, cool. we haven't worked on um, any big artists, which is something I want to do in the future due to some of the connections I have. Okay. I like that. I like that a lot. So tell me a little bit about some of these short stories you're working on stuff as well. Okay. Um, the short film I'm working on basically is a story about a reformed dog. A reformed no. dog? <laughs> you might yeah, have to you, clarify that one for me. You know, certain men are dogs. You know, they get okay. married, gotcha. but they run in the streets and they, you know, do their woman dirty. So being that um, I'm in the sports, uh, I made the, the main character. He's a, he's a sports agent. And his main client, his sis, his main client's sister is giving him that vibe. And he's like, she fine, but I got, I'm not in the doghouse anymore with my wife. My family is good. I just made this big money. Let me relax. So we, we come to a point where we see if he, is he reformed or is he going to revert back to old form? Interesting, interesting. Yeah. So what's the process? Did you already start filming it or are you still writing this one? No, I'm, I'm still writing it. Uh, I'm three quarters finished. What is the process like for you writing these type of, this type of film? Generally, when I write a, uh, a screenplay, I develop the characters. I come up with an idea and I'll say the main character is Delvin. I say, Delvin is funny. Delvin likes them cinnamon toast crunch things. <laughs> <laughs> Delvin does a podcast. And then uh, I come up with every other character that way. I describe them from their look, their age, um, things they like, things they do. What are, they, what are their, their strengths? What are their weaknesses? I like that. How long does it usually take you to finish the writing process of something like this. I, this is good because I have a lot of writers that listen to this podcast. Okay. So this is this nice. is good info for them. Nice. Um, Some short stories is taking me a week to write. This particular one is taking me a year. <laughs> Oof. Because I keep I keep getting writer's block and I keep you know, I'm, I'm like do I want him to be a dog or do I want him to be reformed? And so I'm I'm probably gonna write two versions with two endings, one where he does be a dog and one where he doesn't be a dog. Okay. And then, me, then me and my partners will sit and we'll decide which one works the best. Let me ask you this. This is an interesting question. When you're writing these characters, so let's talk take the one the dog character for right. example. Who do you think of in your head, like actor-wise? Do you have a particular specific actor in your mind that you would like to oh, see play him, or is just I like have, I have that person already? It's, it's it's my cousin who was the who works with me. Um, okay, he's, he's always been the he's always been the lady killer in the crew. He's the fly guy, so he's gonna be basically himself. And um, I have a friend I went to college with who is, uh, she's actually doing really well. Um, I wrote the wife character based on her. And plus, plus I'm, I've always wanted to work with her. 
and we haven't had we haven't had that opportunity. So this is an opportunity for me and her to work together. I like that. I like that a lot. All right, let's get to the movie. Give me the concept of the movie because we, we're walking we're walking through your whole catalog <laughs> right now. So this is awesome. Okay. Um. Reformed dog. That, okay. In, in a nutshell, reformed dog. Okay. So. You make the short. This is the short story. Now you're working on a feature link film too, right? Right. So what's the feature link film? Um, basically, uh, that's a personal story. Um, I went to a small college in New Jersey, um, played basketball, and it didn't really work out. It was there for like two and a half years, and one of my buddies, he tried to get me scholarship at Pace University but he wound up getting me a job in the bookstore and I meet this young lady in the bookstore and we we don't fall in love but um she's somebody I always wanted to get with and um we lost we dated for a while we lose contact with each other and then she wound up getting killed after wow. we reacquainted so and wow. also um I hate the NCAA, so this story will be my shot to take my aim at the NCAA and how they screw young men. I I like this. I like this. Let people know what's your disdain for the NCAA. I have an idea what it is, but for those who don't know. Listen, they they making billions of billions of dollars, and if I also have coach. I don't coach anymore, but um, you you can't give a kid a slice of pizza without them. Hey, that's wrong. I gave him a slice of pizza. You're making millions of dollars, really. And I uh, think you know they they make money off of their licensing, off of their names, um, which which I know um, there's been a bill that's been passed by Ed O'Bannon, who used to play. <clears throat> Played at UCLA, and um, he also was in the NBA for a while. And, you know, with the games, uh, with EA Sports, they were in other entities. They were making name, they were making money off of players' names, likenesses. They can't do that anymore. So that, that's a start. But, hey, Duke makes $70 million from basketball. Ohio State makes $80 million from football. And you can't give them anything. Yeah, that's been the whole knock with basketball. I, well, sport is of uh, college sports in general because they make so much money off of these players, and they, yeah, these players are getting to go to school for free. Right. But if your job is playing baseball, basketball, or football, how can you support yourself? Right. Right, and everybody. Um, everybody doesn't make it to the yeah. NBA or, or the NFL. And they don't send these kids to class. You know, look at North Carolina. Um, I'm a big North Carolina basketball fan, but North Carolina basketball is kind of foul. Um, they, they send these guys, they call them paper classes, where you don't really show up to a class and it's really a BS class, but they give you an A in it. So That's crazy. You know, are you sending them? Are they are they really student athletes? Or are they just athletes? It's exploitation, essentially. Yeah, it is. It is. 
definitely. Let's let's get to this now. Tell everybody a little bit about your sports podcast. Uh, okay. We got this perfect tie into it. <laughs> it's called In the Paint. Um, I've been doing it for a while with my partner Rodney Jones, aka on Twitter at real jo- at real R Jones, all in caps. Um, oh, we we had to flame we, him we, today. We we beefing it with him right now because he don't like any any Murphy party all the time. How dare he? <laughs> what? I, like I said, his ears are clogged. He's old. <laughs> um, he has a he has a goatee that comes in. I'm I'm ashamed that joint. Um, but <laughs> me me and Rodney have been doing um in the paint for a while. We trying to uh make it make our platform bigger, take it bigger. Um. We've interviewed a uh, few NBA players like Kenny Anderson, Stefan Marbury, Eric Williams. We've touched on uh, boxing. We, we've interviewed um, Freddie Roach. Uh, we recently had a sports lawyer on, and um, we talk about all sports from volleyball, tiddlywinks, to the big boys of baseball, <laughs> basketball, football, and boxing. And um, I guess uh, I got to thank my grandfather for that because what he used to do when I was younger, my grandfather, um, he worked at a printing company. And basically that printing company, they they used to do all the, the yearbooks for a lot of uh, publications like the New York Mets, the New York Yankees, New York Giants, Sports Illustrated, um, all those companies, they did their printing for them. So anybody that came in the office, he would grab me and my uncle, and we got to meet some people. And at home, my grandfather used to make me, well, not make, but he would have me read the, read the newspaper and then tell him about each section of the newspaper. What happened in politics today? What happened in this section? Our favorite, though, was the sports section because he's a sports fan. We big in the baseball. And um, me and him used to listen to a man named Art Rush Jr. on the radio. And he passed away. So Art Rush Jr. is another hero of mine. And I've always talked about sports and like sports. So... My partner, he was like, um, why don't you get on YouTube? I'm like, let's say YouTube. He was like, nah, you, I said, talking in the space. I couldn't do it because it was nobody to bounce back with me. So I met Rodney at a job I had and I said, Rodney, you got a great sounding voice. You ever thought about doing voice work? And um, I do a podcast, you want to do it with me? He was like, sure. And we've been rolling ever since. Um, he's a moderator because he has the nice, clear voice. And I'm the stats guy. Um, so it, 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 it works. And we like bounce that. off each other. I like that a lot, man. I think that's Thank awesome. Thank you. So let me ask you, because you got, had a lot of Great guest on there. Like, how, how did you end up getting some of these guests? Like, Kenny Anderson's a big get. Just Freddie Roach, man. You got some talented, awesome guests on there. How was the process like of getting these type of guests on your show? Kenny Anderson was Twitter. I, I just him and him and Stephon Marbury. I kept 
yo, um, yo, can I get you on? Can I get you on? Can I get you on? You should check me out. And um, so that's the process with that. Freddie Roach, um, we got like a, a 10 minute, a five to 10 minute interview with him because we were going to press, um, go to press conferences. When it, it a big boxing match, you go to a press conference and you meet everybody or you can run into everybody. We stop Freddie Roach, you're like, hey, hey Freddie, can we get five minutes? And he's such a nice guy. He gave us the five, 10 minutes. Um, we were trying to get Manny, but Manny ducked on us. Oh, little, that'd be little, cool. little, little quick dude. <laughs> <laughs> and what I found out about certain boxes, different, I'm only five, seven. Floyd Mayweather walked by me because we went to his press conference when he fought Miguel Cotto. I'm like, yo, but he like five six. Miguel like five four. <laughs> <laughs> I'll post both of them up on the basketball court. <laughs> <laughs> so and, let me uh, ask you this. Yes. What's been your most memorable moment so far with podcasting? Oh, to get Kenny Anderson and Stefan Marbury because um Actually, Steph's older brothers, I played against them in high school. Um, so they always like, yo, our brother is nice. Your brother, y'all can't shoot. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that's a Brooklyn thing. You know, we, we got to talk smack. I'm like, y'all can't shoot. Your brother probably can't shoot. And then <laughs> Steph could shoot. And um, Kenny Anderson, I just a fan of his. And... Um, Kenny is a good dude. He actually is. I can, can I can call him and Eric Williams, who we got on the show. I can call them friends because um, two good dudes. Um, I, I speak to them frequently. That's awesome, man. That's really yeah. cool. Yeah. Oh, Eric Williams used to play for the Boston Celtics, New York, Net, New Jersey Nets, and he's into farming now. That's cool. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me ask you this. Sure. What is it like doing a sports podcast now when there's no sports? No. Um, we still talk about contractual stuff. Um, one area we went to, we went to, uh, I hate doing it, but we went to the what if. What if such and such fought such and such? How would that happen? And we debated about that. And there's still things to talk about that we, we've been mainly focusing on the business side of sports. Oh, you just reminded me since you brought it up. What do you think about Tyson getting back in the ring to fight Roy Jones Jr.? Oh, Lord. Cool. I'm glad it's an exhibition. Hopefully he doesn't put Roy Jones in a coma because if, if you've seen video of Mike, Mike still stays in the gym and yeah. Mike still hits hard. Real yeah. hard. I, I had the flame of MMA guy recently because they assume that uh, I think an MMA, MMA guy said he could beat Mike in a street fight. Mike is from my neighborhood. Mike's a couple years older than me. Mike was a terror when he was 15. So you combine that with somebody who now has a skill set 
in combat, which is boxing, you're losing a street fight too. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's no one to save you in a street fight. <laughs> I normally lean towards the MMA guy when it comes to boxing and stuff like that, but right. Mike Tyson's a different beast. Mike, Mike Tyson, yeah. like, he bit off Holyfield's ear because he pissed him off. Right, right. This dude is not somebody who you want to be messing with in any sort of form, fashion, or street fight at all. Right. What's, what's funny, um, going back to New York stories, we've seen Mike in the club. What's up, Mike? And keep it moving because, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you value your life. Right. I have a good friend um, who actually knows Mike Tyson and he was like Mike is crazy he said no in fact Mike is a funny story Mike put a hit out on one of Biggie's boys about hold on hold on you have to tell this yeah this is why hold on tell this. you have to tell this story now <laughs> when when Mike was in his uh towards the end of his boxing career Mike has always had one foot here and one foot in the street if you look at old pictures and videos mike is hanging out with killers so you know he had beef with one of biggie's boys he put he said i want him got and he put a hit out on him but it never happened somebody intervened so (laughs) that's that's wild <laughs> to think that Mike Tyson put a hit on somebody. That's a crazy story. Right. And Biggie's friends, they deep in the streets too. So it, it, it's like Mike had the, he still had the reach to call somebody. Listen, I want him. Listen, I want him got. <laughs> Get him tonight if you can. And, and, Somebody else intervened, so it didn't happen. And I go back to the, uh, I guess this happened in like 2007. Mike was in the Brooklyn Marriott. So these three individuals, they wanted an autograph or whatever, and it turned into something else. And the dude said he was going to shoot Mike. So Mike Mike tried to walk away from them, but they went and followed him, and Mike wound up beating up two guys and a girl he hit them all and the guy i I think the guy said he he still has pain in his side i'm like well you tried to run up on mike tyson what you think was going to happen yeah (laughs) didn't pay me to do that (laughs) man i think this is the perfect way to end this episode mark man this has been amazing brother thank you thank you you, brother let me know where to find your stuff at oh okay um youtube in the Paint Media Group. Um, that's that's where we're at right now. If you want to email me at it's uh our email address is in the paint radio at gmail.com. Um I'm on Twitter at the real Mac six eleven. My partner Rodney Jones is at Real R Jones and at In the Paint Media. I gotta say this. Follow Mark on Twitter. He is a great follow. He's also a great dude. He's one of the few people I've seen that is very supportive of everybody. He's yeah. He's funny. He's bright. Me and him crack jokes all day. 
is delight to talk to, delight to be around, man. This is somebody you want to follow and talk to. He's awesome. Also, learn how to find your, your movies and stuff. That this stuff is gonna start coming out soon, so they need to be on the lookout for it. Yes, sir. Oh, test the strength productions on YouTube and get shit done productions on YouTube. And um, same thing for Twitter. Um, those are the uh, test the strength is where we're doing the web series and get shit done is my partner. That's the name of his company, GSD. There you go. I think that's it, man. Delvin Cox Experience. We out. Peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Delvin Cox Experience. If you'd like more content, you can go on patreon.com slash the Delvin Cox Experience. There, you will find bonus podcasts and a lot more content. Also, shout out to Patreon producer Ben Goodwin, a.k.a. UK Ghost Rider. If you want to check him out, go on Twitter at ghostwriter underscore UK. Thank you. If you love to be remembered as the person who gives the best birthday gifts, I'm here to tell you that 1-800-Flowers.com is your ultimate birthday gifting destination. 1-800-Flowers has thoughtful and artfully created options that are guaranteed to deliver the best birthday surprise. Shop thousands of unique gifts at 1-800-Flowers.com for exclusive offers and great values. To order today, visit 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. That's 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in.